Your dog wrote an insensitive tweet. You can't eat here. Uh-oh, Meg. It's a sensitivity mob. It was just a joke. There's no such thing as jokes anymore. Yeah, we live in a post-joke world. It was a joke. Interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special report. Blood for drama! Drama! Blood for drama! Drama! Blood for drama! Drama! It's showtime. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Happy Memorial Day for all the fallen brethren. You know, that's what it's actually about. It's not just a day to be off and have barbecues. The men and women who died for the country, or because of the country, <laughs> however you want to look at it. So today, we're going to talk about politically correct culture, PC culture. Right, Dave? Damn, Skippy. What are some of the... Uh, Key points, Dave. Well, are they just snowflakes, or is it basic respect? Uh, do we have fake facts or fake fact checkers that turn rumor into cancel culture? False idols in conformity. The community standards, but to whose standard? Mm-hmm. Then we have the all-powerful slurs and slang. The N-word, 0.0. <laughs> it's a yeah. heavy one. Well... Slurs and slang are but not it's only, exactly a good thing. Yeah, ever. it's only as heavy as, as you make it, I guess. And that's the whole yeah. point of PC culture, is uh, you can entirely dismiss it. You can just, Yeah, just be like, whatever. You know? Um, we kind of talked about that on the freedom of speech. Um, you don't have to buy into bullshit. You know? Uh you don't have to agree or disagree with anyone. You don't even have to listen to them. You can just walk away. If they start following you, though, then there's consequences. So, this, we're going to start out with like the origin story, a little bit, of PC culture. Because um, there wasn't any, you know, in 50s, 60s. Somewhat in the 70s when, like, hippies and stuff started preaching love and all that stuff. It literally took, like, the Watergate scandal to, like, cancel Nixon. Really ramped up. Really ramped up in the 80s. That's when we had, like, all those, like, talk shows. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Phil Donahue and Jerry Springer um, started then, I think. uh, Anti-PC culture. Yeah, well, they had all these people on there, and uh, they were, like, against things. Like, you know, I remember watching these shows, like, Jenny Jones, and we used to watch this stuff when I was young, and um, I was, like, a big Marilyn Manson fan when I was younger, and even still today, uh, Phil Donahue, like, brought him on the show, thinking that he was just going to be some dumbass that he could, like, boycott and... Right. Make fun of and easy easy pickings. <laughs> easy pickings yeah. and he was like extremely educated and just made them all look stupid as fuck, you know, but no my sympathy for the parents and like he ended up making a song out of that clip. 
and, and Al Gore's wife tried to like cancel rap music because it was, you know, supposedly bad for kids. And that's kind of where it started. And so in my opinion, I think politically correctness is oppression pretending to be manners. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, that's apt. They're like oppressing you nicely, in my opinion. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that it's a good thing to run around calling people names or anything like that or, you know, but you don't have to agree all the time. What do you think, Dave? I think the uh, primary origin of cancel culture came about because of Christians in America. Like I agree. D&D was cancel culture because oh. the satanic panic, you're sitting there with the slipknot shirt with a Baphomet on it, right? Yeah. So that sort of symbolism frightened rap music frightened uh christian parents and that was like i think that was the origin of the backlash yeah. was their their pc culture was funded with a religious zeal that mm-hmm. was geared primarily towards like protecting the children and then that sort of uh translated into when you had like jerry springer and, and shit like that and you had a lot more visibility towards these niche communities and like outliers and, and outsiders the other Mm-hmm. that were made just for jest, right? 9 a.m. in the morning, fucking laugh your ass off at this weird trainee farmer that's married to his fucking pig and yeah. then the, the, the gay clans mender or uh, clan member and, and stuff like that. Like, you had a whole slew of, like, probably started out as, like, an actual case and the producers were notoriously terrible and tyrannical about like fucking up these people's lives as they got involved with the show making them say different stuff and like change their backstory and everything else to where it just became entertainment to like the extreme what are those tabloid papers yeah yeah, those were like huge in the 80s too Mm -hmm. um shocking you'll never believe like all of that so much so that like it was like (laughs) in men in black it was like the thing that they used for research mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, uh the national Enquirer or something like that i think is the, the paper yeah. um where they have like bat boy you know strikes again and you know oh, yeah. bigfoot had a baby with an alien and that type of shit yeah yeah so that was probably the big thing and those housewives you know read these magazines like as a kid you go to a friend's house Usually in the bathroom or on the um, coffee table, or a stack of magazines for your leisurely reading that was you know born back in like the sixties, seventies, and mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing, right? Magazines, catalogs, and those those tabloids. And it was a lot of like gotcha and uh, you know, notorious paparazzi like spying on people and um, getting uh, behind the scenes footage and stuff like that. Who's so and so with at this time? Blah blah blah. Scandal, right? The name of the game was like scandal, right? Anything that would like pop out of the page and and drag you into this drama, which you have zero. Like, who the fuck cares about what this celebrity is doing? Nobody. Except they did. Yeah, you shouldn't. But these people did because their lives were so mundane and repetitive. And the fucking nine to five, and dad gets home and fucking berates the mom. She goes off crying and and fuck does dishes. It was like this whole miserable domestic lifestyle that they had. So they lived. Vicariously. vicariously through these uh, tabloid papers and stuff. And then they have their little book clubs and they invite the girls over for <laughs> baking and like they talk and like just... there was like soap operas. Yeah. You know, I remember my mom and one of her friends 
were like talking on the phone about mm-hmm. what's happened on the show because mm-hmm. like that they didn't have anything else to do besides once the house was clean they were like watching soap operas you know oh do you believe what Johnny did to Becca and all this stuff and I was like not very old like looking at him like what the fuck are we talking about this TV <laughs> you know who cares <laughs> like they they found it in their their way to care so I think that was kind of like the spirit of it is um seeking out these like ridiculous statements and situations and relationships mm. and everything that is just like superficial because you know you never know the whole story you catch a glimpse of x celebrity with celebrity y and then they have this whole supposed story about what could be happening and oh they were spotted mm. in miami three months ago and oh he's cheating on his wife and so it's all sensationalism and they mm-hmm. they ran with it and started to form their own opinions and then they got together and then they formed groups and organizations and you know mothers against mass destruction was probably a good one but like everything else that they came up with is terrible and yeah. uh that kind of evolved to where we are today where it's not just you know these stepford wives and shit like that you know at the clubhouse uh everyone else now has an opinion and we have the internet and we're able to voice our opinions and they're seen we don't need you know the lady down the street you know susan to call right this is all now open and available and at any moment you can fucking tweet and then your tweet is seen by a million people and then you have a million opinions that are immediately available to come back to you mm-hmm. um so that information uh whereas like you know a true reporter abiding by you know the um, virtues of reporting, right? Search for the truth and the facts and the statements, making up a uh, a cohesive story of of that information has been like, you know, gone the way of the dinosaurs, as you say yeah, before. Got it. Uh, and so now it's just Click everything's bait. taken at face value. Yep, whatever that yeah. immediate thumbnail is, which, by the way, people, almost any thumbnail you see has been heavily edited. Proportions have been changed. Uh, like nothing you see is is true is true anymore. So when you look in like fake facts and fake fact checkers, they turn rumor into cancel culture. You'll see one thing, and then all of these opinions are based off of this one picture, this one clip, this one excerpt of someone's life, mm-hmm. and uh, allows everyone else to insert their opinions. And the most sensational of those opinions gets the most views, right. and the most views becomes the more common cultural like memory. And we adopt that. Well, if everyone else says this, then it must be true, right? This is the most leading the internet conspiracy. Told me. Yeah, most leading conspiracy or, or opinion. So that's what I'll follow too. And right. it just domino effects into like a cancel, you know, so-and-so was seen with like, uh, a celebrity could be seen with like his niece walking down somewhere, but they don't include that. It's just like, oh yeah, oh, he's with, you know, 14-year-old girl, blah, blah, blah. Is he part of Epstein's Island? So-and-so <laughs> yeah. right here. Yeah. And so this dude could be like, I'm gonna take his niece out to you know go get a present for the mall for her birthday, and then comes back home and like fucking gets swatted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like that happened to Andrew Tate, which a lot of people don't like him, but he got fucking swatted because some girl was hanging out with him and his brother and a bunch of other girls, and like uh, her boyfriend was like looking for. Her. <laughs> <laughs> and she was over there getting railroaded by the by the brother mm-hmm. and uh then she like tried to make up some story that they like kidnapped her and then 
then there was this whole big blow explosion of like human trafficking and they come and got them even though they're you know rich and famous and all that shit and uh they went to prison or jail and um now they're out turns out it was all a bunch of bullshit you know um but you don't know that like you just see that they went to jail and you're like oh shit man maybe it's true you know yeah, and the leading is, is Andrew Tate, human trafficking, sex, you know, underage girls. Right, and I mean, it, yeah, and you read that and you're like, oh, fuck. You know, even like I was like, oh, shit, really? You know, you don't know. He lives in fucking Romania. Yeah, you almost you don't know? even want to, like, click in to find out. You're just yeah, you're disgusted like, by um, the headlines, so you're just like, oh. Yeah, I'll just find out later. <laughs> we'll just, I'll just mark that one down. I can't, can't listen to Andrew Tate anymore. Cancel. Yeah, you know, and then, like, they, they literally started turning him off. And then he had to go on like Pierce Morgan and defend himself and mm-hmm. did a pretty good job, I thought. And, you know, Pierce Morgan's kind of a hard hitter, hard to debate with. And he right. really stepped up to the game and, in my opinion, won the debate. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it happens to all kinds of people, you know. I mean, there's so many, and, you know, tabloids back in the day, you had like fucking the, the Angelina Jolie and, and uh, Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt circle, and, mm-hmm. you know, which that one was kind of true, but it's just, you don't really know. And then, then you'll have like the thing with fact checking, like somebody will say something, this is only partially true or partially false or, so that means there's some truth in there somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Partially doesn't mean whole. So this cancel culture is kind of, really getting out of hand because everybody's offended by everything you know and you know so we talk about it all the time on here when we were young right nobody got offended and if you did you just fought in the street and it was over with but nobody wants to do that anymore either you know everybody's like oh my god i can't believe you said that and well, what are you gonna do about it that's one of my favorite things to say to people yeah you know well, what are you gonna do not the cops you know not the manager mm-hmm you what are you gonna do well i'm gonna file a complaint (laughs) that's not you doing anything you're not doing anything i mean we can talk about it or we can do something else Mm -hmm. you know that's one of my favorite things to say to people what are you gonna do about it but you know it's, it's a different generation um i think that pc culture like I said, it kind of oppresses everyone. And, um, you know, we talked about it on a few other episodes, like mentally retarded was the term. Mm-hmm. And I've said this a few times. Uh, yesterday's medical terms are today's offensive terms. You know, hermaphrodite was a medical term. And now they're like, oh, my God. Well, right. that's what it was called, you know, and. We we used to say that, like, people that learn slower, you know, because, like, there's, like, this stigma to, like, protect kids. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go around calling kids stupid when they're in school. Right, for sure. So, you know, like, oh, you had SLD kids, like, slow learning disability. Yeah. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. But now they don't, oh, he, he's, uh, they don't say that anymore. It's got a different term completely that's, like, more PC. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it is, but. You know, I was in those fucking classes because I don't want to do my work. I wasn't stupid. I right. just didn't want to do it. So they stuck me in all these retard classes because 
Yeah. I fucking didn't want to do my work, you know? I was like, I'm drawing pictures up here. Leave me alone, <laughs> you know? Art class, I was a fucking G. I had like an A+. Plus. There you go. Well. It's got to find your, find your own way. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's... It goes kind of back to the freedom of speech. You know, we, we shouldn't not be allowed to say things. I mean, what's wrong with saying that a kid's slow? You know, some kids are fast. Like, you're fucking way smarter than me. And if we were in school together, you would be way fucking smarter than me, you know? I'd help you out on your test. <clears throat> we probably wouldn't have got along because you were a dork and I wasn't. No, man, I'm I'm a social chameleon. You kind of are, I'll, really. I'll get along with everyone. everyone. I mean, you really do kind of be able to blend in. Yeah. I should have been a politician or a market man. Probably. Yeah. Be a pretty good politician, I think, if you weren't such a socialist piece of shit. <laughs> uh, so we have like um like our, our false idols in conformity. Uh so addressing that, right, we idolize these celebrities, these politicians, artists, men and women of wealth, right? They are who we fixate ourselves on, and I think partly because we want to we envy you know, their position, right? Mm -hmm. We wish we could, hope we could, we're trying to, you know, we dream about it. Well, usually virtually doing like nothing to advance ourselves to that position. Yeah. But we just, we like to pretend, right? Uh, we're living like (laughs) 70% in our life and like 30% in theirs. Right. And, uh, that's just how we, how we get by, you know? Um, cause that, that drone of, you know, daily work, no play is fucking crippling. Uh, to the psyche, but then you get to distract yourself, and that's just part of our our mental health thing. But that's an ill-advised manner of mental health, right? You used to have hobbies and you know true friends, uh, community events, organizations, uh, bringing cohesion, whereas like this external distraction starts to divide us, right? We all form mm-hmm. our own individual opinions get in our like-minded camps and then argue on the internet about it. Um, and that internet argument sometimes bleeds itself into the street. Um, but we talk about like conformity, right? Uh, politically correct. When we try to identify what is politically correct, to whose standard are we talking to? Because politicians can't figure it out, right? Yeah. So the term politically correct is like in and of itself defunct because there is no standard set by the government that we're addressing. It's just sort of a a colloquial blanket term uh, made up by the masses, but when the masses aren't unified, it seems like the attack has gone towards uh, the far left. When we talk about political, I guess that's usually what they talk about, is like the far left. The far left to me is just anyone that isn't White, conservative, Christian, uh, pro-capitalism, and uh, pro-usually government uh, in involvement, right? And uh, so... Isn't? Pro-government? Isn't? Uh, like, they're, or they're, is. They're, they're, they are for pro-government, like, involvement. Um, okay. And, uh, I mean, I, th- I think those are a lot of the people that you know, fight to keep laws like we're seeing here in DeSantis, fighting against, you know, Disney because of his, you know, don't say gay bill and, and shit like that. Which isn't true. Yeah, so... It, it doesn't actually say that anywhere in the bill, if you actually read it. Right. But um, anyway, 
But anyway. This is one of them things like we were saying where if you don't read the thing, then you don't really know what it says. And then you just clickbait believe the headline. So. You slip down the rabbit hole. Back to the PC culture. Back to that. I think the left, uh, most people would agree, is full of uh, a higher percentage of like LGBTQ community, usually uh, younger individuals. Right, millennials and Gen Z and fucking Gen iPhone or whatever they call them. Now. <laughs> um, that was great. And uh, you know, we as this like younger crowd have more diverse, I guess, avenues for life. Right, like we are becoming influencers. We are becoming you know different artists or you know creating content on YouTube and stuff like that. There's a lot more individuality and freedom. In our career choices, we're, mm-hmm. we're less aligned to working for a company that's going to fuck us over for 20 years and then give us a paltry pension or fire us in 19 years and, you know, take that pension and fucking insurance away from us. Right. Uh, happens all the time. But we are a, a, a group on the left, We me assigning myself to this because I, I don't really follow politics in that manner, but that's where I would be grouped by, you know, anyone looking – you want a like a political lineup, you know what I mean? Ten Dave doesn't even it. vote, by the way. Yeah, I, so. hate, I fucking hate voting. I I do <laughs> vote, but I hate it. It's better the devil you know than the devil you don't, but you don't know either of these devils or what deals go on behind closed doors. So it's uh, one of those left wing, right wing, same bird yeah. situations. But uh, I'd, I'd abort both of those birds. <laughs> it's one um, bird, though. That's the point. <laughs> Both of the birds. Uh, so with that, like we have um, more people who I think are more susceptible to uh, the social. And what I mean by this is like in in a conservative environment where you're you know doing your nine to five grind and working as company and you focus on your family, you should be more devoid of anyone's opinions right you're doing your own thing your own american dream on on the left side we're a lot more integrated in the social sphere right you know influencers and artists and youtubers and uh, activists and whatever it is right there's a a lot more networking and like visibility uh for you as a person represented in your career or your your persona right that's a, a big thing people worried about uh, in today's age, which hasn't been true for most of the time, is like how you are represented online, mm-hmm. your reputation as, as a person. Whereas it used to be communal, now it's worldwide, right? Anyone right. can check through your socials and figure out who the fuck you are, get your address, get your phone number, all of your tax information. Like you are exposed. And uh, being so highly exposed, we're just like a nerve. All right. We get fucked with pain sensors go off and and we respond um problem is is there's a lot of people there that are trying to be themselves right explore this individuality you know it's no longer the case where man's gonna stay married for 30 years and come out as gay got caught you know sucking a dick at the macy's you know what i mean and his whole life is ruined we're just like oh fucking 14 years old dude i like dicks i'm gay oh shit okay Cool. So that's yeah, that's here. a different avenue, right? Instead of like trying to con- you know, hide stuff, we're exploring all of these options for ourselves. Mm. And uh I think that 
obviously draws attention. Like we, we are an exposed nerve and that's why so many people are so reactive and probably overreactive because from a younger age when they decided that it's now more safe to explore this avenue, they've been the target of this, you know, conservative, you know, generally right-wing aligned uh, individuals. So I think that's part of why there's there's so much tension. But when you talk about the political correctness, it's it's weird because most of that, I think, is aligned to uh, protecting the left for a lot of these terms. Like, we don't want to say retard, and we don't want to say fag, and we don't want to say, you know, any of these other, you know, slurs and, and um, demeaning uh, phrases. But those seem to be coming, like, directly, usually from, like, the conservative side, you know? Like, mm. we work in an environment that is very highly conservative and right-wing and Republican and good old boys. And uh, there's like, there's a thin veil that they use a lot of times at work, but you can identify these people that in any other environment would directly be saying what's actually on their mind to their other like-minded friends. And it would, it would not be PC. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, that's, that sucks, but it should still be legal in my opinion. Right, you said before, um, you don't have to listen, but if someone follows you, right, tries I mean, to make they, you listen, that that's harassment. So yeah, you, it's harassment. Like if you're like, dude, I, I don't, I'm good, I'm I'm leaving. You try to remove yourself from the conversation or whatever it is, mm-hmm. the uh, assault of verbal abuse that's happening to you. Yeah, you can't or always, whatever it is, you know. You can't always disable comments for every aspect of your life, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? When you're in front of people, it's different than being online. Yeah, uh, and a lot of people are, are living these dual lives and don't know how to bridge that gap. Um, so I don't know what PC generally means, except for I think it's usually affiliated towards left-minded thinking and to protect um, those individuals that are you know, unable to protect themselves or are exploring, you know, individuality in a way that is opposed to the traditional Christian conservative view. Yeah. And I think they, they get targeted uh, definitely unfairly. Well, in some cases, but it's so high up in the grade right now that it's like, you'll see these videos, these people at Walmart freaking the fuck out, just like screaming at the top of their lungs, like, you assaulted me because he, like, accidentally cut her off with his cart or something, you know? Like, <clears throat> we've talked about it on a few different episodes, but there's a, what's the word? Um, fringe. You know, there's, like, fringe cases where, mm-hmm. because it's so, like, PC now that, you know, they think that, like, it's a an assault on them because you're, like, you just cut me off. Or you skipped in line or whatever you're like you know can you go to the back of the line please yeah. you're trying to be somewhat you know and they're like nah, you're fucking assaulting me and you're like no just uh trying to talk to you like a normal person yeah um i think that there definitely is a, a rise or a uh like uh not exploitation, but like um, exposing, right? So there's uh, an exposing of mental illness in the world, right? Yeah. In America, we come from many different uh, 
avenues of like entitlement, you know, growing up yep. in different different environments. There's a lot of that going around. And I think those those fringe cases are probably someone who is suffering from some mental illness that's probably been exacerbated by, you know, being targeted throughout their whole fucking childhood and life for trying to become this individual that they want to become or think they want to become. And then, you know, they come from this this entitled uh, place and they think that PC culture is going to protect them and they can just throw that up like, you know, and I plead the fifth, it's a PC culture, right? You're offending me, you're harassing me, you're assaulting me, whatever it is. Uh, I think those are generally far and few in between, but because of the nature of it, those articles, that clickbait type shit, gets grabbed and thrown to the forefront and that's that's what we see so it brings a a wildly negative opinion you you know you've seen on facebook the memes are like the crudely drawn faces and like paint you know what i mean it's like the the one chad guy with like the you know blonde beard and the little mm-hmm. sweat back hair and he's like you know the epitome of what you want to be like little goth johnny girl. bravo there's a little goth girl with like the curly black hair and then there's like the fat neck beard dude that they scribble like blue hair on and lipstick and like that that individual face is supposed to represent like all of this you know isolated uh left and i think that like that is obvious it's trolling trolling is not illegal that's that's as soon as the internet was uh, the internet was invented that's what we went towards uh because yeah. it's dude it's it's fun to troll like i was 14 i had my fun and then like 17 years old i was like oh, I'm, I'm done with this <laughs> i don't yeah. want to be a kid anymore but a lot of people don't get over that and they, they carry that behavior on to their adult life. Um, and uh, so this has become so mainstream and we see it all the time and it's just like positive reinforcement. Your feed shows like an echo chamber. So you, you are enjoying this video of this, you know, libtard getting triggered, right? Because of this uh, situation. And then oh, two more videos like this and then fucking 10 more videos. And so, as soon as we make our like initial opinion on that thing, our our feed and all of our information gets divided and puts you down one avenue or the other. And mm. uh, so I think a lot of times, you know, there'll there'll be a conservative person, you know, walking down the street at and there's like um some type of a protest for whatever. And you can usually tell what someone is or isn't by the way they're dressed. You know, the kid's wearing a fucking MAGA hat. He's probably a Trump guy, you know? Yeah, we we talked on this in our uh, image episode. Yeah, so, I mean, your first initial reaction. So they'll be trying to go down the sidewalk, and these people are, like, holding their sign in their face. And I've seen this, too. Like He's like, excuse me. And he'll try to go around him and they'll like cut him off and shit. And he's like, I don't want to be part of your protest. I'm just trying to get to the bank. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they're like, why are you wearing that hat? And they'll like bash him because of his hat. And he's not even trying to have a conversation. Right. And then he tries to like go around to the other side of the street and they'll follow him. So this is this is an actual video you saw. This is like a yeah. supposed, yeah. No, this is a real thing. And I mean, it happens a lot. It happens on the other end too. Right. You know, it's not just one thing. Like, you know, there'll be a blue-haired liberal person. Mm-hmm. And you can usually tell the way they dress or think they dress, you know. Um, walk down the street and then they'll be like, 
you're a fucking blue haired hippie or something. And they're like, what? I'm just going to the bank. You know, like we all got to go to the bank, man. You got to do something or I'm going to Starbucks or whatever. You know, I'm just trying to walk down the street. I don't mm -hmm. care what you're talking about over there. This has kind of happened to me before, you know, but I look like I look and mm -hmm. just kind of turn around and look at them like, not me, dude. I ain't the one. You come over here putting your yeah. sign in my face. I'm going to punch you in the face and I care about the consequences, yep. you know. Um, the masks, right? When we had the masks. The anonymous masks? No, 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 no. The, uh, oh, oh. The COVID masks. Yeah. I fucking hated those things, you know. Um, so, like, I was driving for you and you sent me in the middle of liberal town in Tampa and I had to stop for lunch at 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Walked in there to get some food, and they had, like, this fucking big plastic wall, and no, I didn't have a mask on. Right. You know, because I don't give a fuck. So, I was by myself, because there wasn't very many people around at that moment, at that moment you yeah. know? Yeah. So, I'm standing over there, and I'm fucking looking at the drinks, and then some, I seen him out of the corner of my eye, this guy come around with his mask on, it's like, walking over there real fast, and I'm like... No, no, <laughs> because I like acknowledged yeah. him first. He was like, Ooh, I'm like, I, I don't even care what it is, dude. Just let me get my drink and let me get the fuck out of here. I don't want to hear whatever it is you got to say. Is it like a 7-Eleven employee or just some guy? <laughs> just some guy. The employee didn't have a mask on either. Yeah. He didn't fucking care. And then, you know, he's like, well, you're not. And I'm like, I said, no. You should just go. I'm not the guy you want to be over here talking to about bullshit. I'm just here on lunch break, dude. So he left me alone. And uh, I got my drink and I left. But, you know, like, everybody has an opinion that they want to, like, thrust upon you. And if you're not, in, you have to choose a camp, right? You can't yeah, just you be can't unaffiliated. Just, I try to be in the middle as much as possible, dude. Like, I don't want to like make other people do stuff and i don't want people making me do stuff it's it's literally become like if you're not with us you're against us it if really kind of is if you don't fight for this injustice then you're a part of the problem but right right and trying uh, to address the injustice on either side i mean everybody thinks they're right you know yeah and everybody's a villain in somebody's story you know and i really don't you know, talk to very many people. So, you know, you know, within like reason at work and stuff, you have to be like, Hey, how you doing? Blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. I just try to get them the fuck out. I don't want to stand there and talk about the weather all day with some guy. I don't know, yeah. you know, but I don't like to go too far either way. I'm a little bit more towards the right. like just right of center, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, we had our abortion one, and, like, I'm not against it. I'm not completely for it, but I don't really know. So, mm -hmm. I don't have, like, a major opinion on these things. But I don't like people telling me what I can and can't say right. like, at all, you know. So, I think PC culture kind of... Yeah, it's okay to not have an opinion. Yeah, it's okay to it's not have a fucking opinion. entirely viable choice. Know. You know, if somebody asks you some question and I don't know it, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you give me a couple of weeks, I might have an opinion mm -hmm. after I look some stuff up, but I don't like to say things 
and I don't actually know, yeah. you know? Um, and a lot of people just don't do that. They're like, oh, I saw this. Just, well, did you read the article? They just regurgitate whatever you know? little uh, little clip stuck in their head. I mean, just like the don't say gay thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was so hammered into people's heads. But then, like, you can find the bill online, and I mm-hmm. read the whole thing. It's long as fuck, but I was like, it doesn't say that one time. Right. And uh, the critical race theory thing. He's banning books. Well, have you read some of these books? Because <laughs> they're literally like demonizing white people. And they're teaching white kids that they're like just bad because they're white. and Teaching black kids because they're bad because they're white. So basically it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, no. Because nobody's born racist, you know? It's taught. Yeah. You know, so... I mean, my kids ain't racist at all. You know, I mean, I probably come off like I am a lot of things that I say, but Mm -hmm. I'm not at all. And it pisses me off when people are, you know. Uh, Even some of my friends, I'm like, dude, that's enough. (laughs) You know, I mean, yeah, it's funny sometimes, but like not all the time. You know, you drop it a little, you know, here or there, like South Park. I was just showing my wife the South Park thing where they made the band, mm-hmm. and the black kid's name's Token. Yeah. Come on, you know? And that's another thing. Like, how the fuck are we raised on South Park and Family Guy and American Dad, and you're offended by everything? Doesn't make any sense to me. Because they, they do that stuff in private, right? But in public, they have to put on their PC mask, right? But you don't, because, like, it's right there. You're laughing at, oh, this is hilarious. I love this show. And then, like, you go out in the world like it's something bad. Like, you just watched the whole series, mm-hmm. you know? And you thought it was funny. But I think he's like, Token, God damn it. And there's a base in your house. I swear to God, you're a black guy. You're the base in your house. And then he finds the base, and he comes over. He's like, Cartman, I don't know how to do a smooth bass line. God damn it, Token. We talked about this already. You're black. You know how to play the bass. And then he's like, I'm getting real tired of your stereotypes. We can get tired about whatever you want, but play the fucking bass. And then he's like, and it's like all badass. Yeah. And he's like, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's funny. And then the Texas versus the Mexicans and God damn it, Kyle, you're a Jew. Now you're a Mexican Jew. You're a Mexican Jew, Kyle. And, and it's funny. Like the Spanish kids are the, well, Hispanic kids. Yeah. Because I just found out that Spanish right. is people from Spain. Yep. I didn't know that shit, you know? So Hispanic is uh, the actual word. Uh, they showed it to me. I never seen because I quit watching it after right. I was, like, older. And I didn't know they were still making it. And they're like, have you seen this? And I'm like, holy shit, this is hilarious. And at the, at the second, like, I was laughing my ass off, but I'm standing there with a bunch of, you know, Mexican kids. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, this is kind of weird. <laughs> you know? But they're laughing too. So I'm like, fuck yeah, this is hilarious. And now like, there's a kid named Kyle. He's white. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're a dirty Jew, Kyle. <laughs> and they think it's hilarious right. and he's not even Jewish. So. I think that's like comedy in of itself is a weird thing that happens in the brain. We like stuff that doesn't make sense. And we yeah. like We like recognizing things. Right. Um. So that's the whole point of satire. It's like we like recognizing the connection made, even though it doesn't make sense. Like it triggers all of the happy chemicals in our brain. And when you when you're able to look back at yourself and laugh, like that's a sign of maturity. 
Mm-hmm. So South Park, as immature as it seems, is like a very mature take on like we're criti- critiquing, right, in a satirical way. It's it's all satire, right? Matt, uh, uh, Trey Stone and Matt Parker are like probably some of the most understanding individuals, but they'll still stick to their chops for believing what they think is right. And right. so when they point out these, you know, injustices, they do it in a comedic manner that allows us to like diffuse the situation. It's no longer like a fucking ride or die situation. It's evening the playing field, reducing the stakes, you know, reducing the tension to where we can better like empathize and process information and, uh, really you know, treat it as kind of like the laughable scenario that it is. Cause at the end of the day, like everyone has an opinion, like everyone has an asshole and, uh, they usually stink. <laughs> they usually stink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, fart jokes are funny. So right. when you, they can fart jokes are hilarious. Yeah. When you press your opinion through this, uh, the sphincter of comedy, right? <laughs> something magic happens. Sphincter of comedy. And, uh, that's like South park is, is great for that. So yeah, they do address, stereotypes and they address political scandals and they address literally everything it's a show made on a weekly basis you'll always catch up with the most uh recent um events and one of the funniest things is it's like what 30 years old (laughs) and they're the same age yeah they're still in like fourth grade (laughs) yeah they're still in like fourth grade yeah it's a it's a brilliant show um and it's it's a lens that I would suggest to anyone who's uh, hyper, you know, volatile or stigmatized or sensitive to some stuff. Dude, just watch this cartoon mm. with kids that are able to, at the end of the day, like go through this comedic adventure and, this and then bit, they stay and then, friends. Yeah, and then they stay friends and they still learn something from it, and uh, it, it's really fucking good. Um, and like Matt and Trey usually don't choose one side or the other. Like they end an episode with a, a pretty open-ended uh, stance on right. things, even though in the episode they go to one completely spectrum, you know, opposite of the spectrum uh, in the extremes of it, you know, fighting for the case and against it on, on whatever the topic is. But as far as uh, like racism goes, uh, they hit really fucking hard uh, in South Park. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we take these stereotypes, uh, like for me, my mother kept bouncing back and forth with her racist tendencies cause she was, you know, white woman, uh, grew up in the South, um, you know, rebel flag, shit like that, listen to country music. And like, I didn't, it, it was so weird. She was constantly battling it with how she was raised versus like how she wanted to be. Right. Uh, so, it's a hard thing, man. Yeah, my I, dad was a racist. In 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 my area where I grew up, where we moved to, there was like very few black people. Um, it, like integrated in my my normal social sphere. So one of my first like real friends at school, um, was a black kid named Jamal, and we were like the smartest kids in class. We won all of the little quizzes, and we got right. like fucking. I remember this one time we got uh these little like chiclet you know, bubble gums or whatever, mm-hmm. this big old candy cane type tube full of it. And we're sitting on the back of the bus and we're fucking laughing. And like, people are asking us for our candy. Cause like, dude, we're the Kings. Like me and Jamal ran that shit. And, uh, he was really good at math. I was really good at like, you know, reading and like our powers combined. We were just like the top of our class in you know, first grade. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, and so like 
his mom and my mom were like really good friends. You know, hung up a couple of times after uh, after school. You know, uh, next next school that I went to, dude, there was like maybe like three or four black kids in my entire school, like elementary school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then I just I grew up deficit of the experience of like interacting with you know someone else from another like you know microculture. Mm-hmm. You know, because not all black people are part of the same culture. It's like not all white people are part of the same culture. It's like yep. these individual family-based, you know, uh, cultures and experiences uh, and opinions and influences that they have. So I was, you know, mostly bereft of that. Um, mm. But we had uh, one of our, our pastors. Uh, he was a, a black man. He had a a mixed daughter with one of his white ex-wives and then his current wife was white who had a son, uh, like an older son from, you know, her ex-husband. So a lot of like mixed dynamics, right? Um, Blended. Yeah. Just very, very blended. But he was like, um, what is it? Uh, Prince of Bel-Air. He was like Carlton. He's a very Carlton individual, like a very like whiteified, you know, uh, black guy. And, uh, you know, spoke eloquently as the pastor at this little beachside town. You know, our yeah. congregation maybe had like two or three other black people in it, right? So he was, um, you know, treated as an equal. He was, you know, looked towards uh, for guidance and everything else. So all of my experiences, like, I wasn't inundated in black culture, but every, like, black uh, experience that I had was a net positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved to uh, a high school over in Titusville, and... Uh, the neighborhoods had definitely like become ghettos uh, since like you know the the fall of, of NASA and stuff like that. All these you know homes from like the 50s, 60s, 70s. Uh, all of those white people aged out and moved to like the golf clubs. All the working individuals, mm-hmm. and then those homes are bought up uh, pretty cheap by like ethnic groups. So then that was like, dude, thirty percent black or something like that. It was a huge disparity from what I grew up with in school to what I was now um, involved in. Mm-hmm. and uh so it was a little bit of a, a culture shock for me but again like social chameleon i could get along with fucking everyone and uh so i was like I had this friend named thaddeus in a math class so i'd help him out with his raps and stuff like that and his math and then uh he's like hey man yo don't go down franklin street tonight oh, like some shit's about to pop off my brother's got some some beef over there i was like Oh, thanks, man. That's definitely worth helping you with 20 math problems <laughs> to fucking maybe save my life. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that was like an extreme uh, division of culture. It was like, okay, this guy like grew up in like the, the thug life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like rough, rough environment. And uh, it's it's weird. Like I grew up on food stamps. <laughs> I grew up, you know, poor as fuck. Um, I mean, as poor as, as some of these individuals, uh, and like I had a pretty small nuclear family, I couldn't imagine having like five or six brothers and sisters all stuck up on the system. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, that was that was my situation, and then went often to uh, the Navy, and like racism in is still evident in the Navy and probably all armed services. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some weird. I don't know why it is that it is, but like a lot of the uh, Hispanics and like South Asian Americans work them their ways into like the kind of like mechanic areas of this ship and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's like an inordinate amount of like, you know, that, that culture uh, there in, in different groups. And you'll see that all along. 
Um, it's like, I don't know why, like, there's a lot more, like, black cooks than there were, you know, most other people. Um, cookie. But, yeah, cooks. Uh, chef. Yeah, cookie. Yeah, children. Um, even in that one Navy show movie, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., he called him cookie. Yeah. Oh, All the yeah. way up until he was Men of Honor. Yeah, Men of Honor. Until he was an officer and, mm-hmm. and the whole thing, and they, like, became tight he was like god damn it cookie <laughs> even when he was trying to get him to walk with the leg yeah he called him cookie all the way to the fucking to the end yeah so it, it's weird seeing that um a lot of these people definitely do have a, a chip on their shoulder and i've seen chiefs and officers that you know you mean like the white people or the no no all of them uh, like a lot of the uh Oh, it's, it's it's stupid to say like ethnic, right? Because like we're all of an ethnicity, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, but the general term when I when I speak to ethnic, it means non-white you, people. Yeah, non-white people, non-Caucasian. Um, so just for a shortcut, pardon me, my my PC friends and sisters and brothers. They're, they're not white people. Yeah, that's not, what he they're means. Not white people. Um, they definitely have like a chip on their shoulder, something to prove and some of that was was really evident in the behavior and like minor favoritism uh towards you know the other non-white people uh and then, you mean like uh them together yeah like they kind of like click up yes yeah, so it'd be like blacks helping advance blacks and you know hispanics have one yeah, i mean that happens like that. in prison yeah in, they click up based on color and it's just a normal thing like right you know it's not like if you're white you don't really go and like hang out with black people or you're you know in in, in the other way around yeah we've seen that dramatized in hollywood a bunch um, yeah i mean american history x is one of the greatest movies ever made and a black guy was his thaddeus or whatever yeah you know like kept him because you know, he had fucking giant swastika on his fucking mm-hmm. chest and uh his boys like left him out to dry because he thought that they didn't believe in whatever the cause was he was believing in and fucked him in the ass and threw him out there to the wolves. And mm-hmm. the guy that he did laundry with was a black guy and he ended up becoming friends with him. And he told him not to go down fifth Avenue, basically. Like yeah. he made them leave him alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, in a lot of ways it, it makes sense because you, you grow up in these like little subcultures and so you make friends with like-minded individuals. It's just what we do. Right? We, we want commonality. Right. So it makes sense that that winds up happening. Um, but in like a full mixing pot, at the end of the day, like we all have the same fucking struggles. Right. We're all trying to get the same place. And we're all Americans. Yeah. Well, all, you know, bleed red, white, and blue. And uh, uh, not even half that, but you're all in the same country. You see this a lot in like uh, Russia and other countries, like, you know, the pride in their country, which I mean, it's not that it's not an American thing, but like a lot of uh, people are like the the American flag is racist. Like it's it's your country's flag. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Or they'll like stand on it. Yeah. You know, the only reason you're able to do that is because of the Constitution that protects your rights to do what you want like go go stand on the russian flag watch what happens to you go stand on the chinese flag in front of some military person see what happens to you yeah i couldn't tell you how many civil wars were fought um with one of the main points i'm not saying it was 
the point. You're probably going to be taught that in uh, American schools that we fought the Civil War to end slavery. It's not, it's not, not what the case. It was about money. Yeah, it was not the case at all. But it was, it was just was, a tiny piece of it. I wouldn't say tiny piece, but it was it was a pretty good point, and and to be able to I mean, it was um, a selling point for yeah, sure. Yeah, and but to be able to emancipate those people and change our entire way of life, I don't think a lot of other countries have done specifically that no. you know what i mean not with that in mind not at all um that's only when they're pressured by other countries who have advanced out of slavery that they yeah, have to dude, of it. like i just found this out maybe last year now we ended slavery in america in like the 1800s or something i don't know the exact the emancipation date. proclamation yeah it was pretty early in the game mm -hmm. you know um in like Iraqish areas, you know, uh, Indian-ish areas, yeah. Muslim areas, they didn't end it like legally mm -hmm. until 1987. You know, I was alive, yeah, <laughs> in 1987. Yeah. You know, were you born in 87? No, 91. You were almost born. You know, mm -hmm. you were almost here, dude. That's not that long ago. You know. Yeah. Well, actually, slavery in its, like, true form, you know, with people still being enslaved, not, it's, you know, yeah. all that. It didn't end in America until, like, the 40s. It, well, you, I mean, the... The the widespread use and, like... Like, you know, you know, I mean, it didn't really, like, some people didn't even know that it had ended, mm -hmm. you know, if that's what you mean, but... No, no, they, they, they just changed the game. You know what I mean? It became well, like, we're still slaves now. No, literally, like, if you were unemployed, you were, like, a vagrant, you could be imprisoned, and then, like, literally just, like, walking down the street, like, where's your work papers? Like, uh, I don't have a job right now because unemployment's, like, 25%. Oh, well, fucking off to prison with you, off to the mine. So they, they did that, and they targeted... Yeah, that was everyone, from, though. They, they targeted majority, like, people of color. Um, there's, uh, fucking, there, there's a really good video. Uh, I'll, I'll send it to you later. But moral of the story is, like, we we fought uh, for, you know, and that's part of our, you know, constitution. All men are created equal. So we fought for freedom, for injustice, for all, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one nation under God. So we're one nation, many peoples, but still under that one flag, that one banner. Right. And those, right. those same virtues, uh, ideally. Uh, but I think right. that, you know, most everyone has been guilty of partaking of racism to some extent, some lesser and some greater, uh, but it's usually in a, a personal atmosphere. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You express your, your displeasure for a situation that, that you're going to see is propagated by a, a culture, right? Or a subculture. And you'll, you'll complain and voice those opinions to your SO or your friends or whoever it is uh, that you feel confident not being exposed for being racist. Right. And that's just like an original but sin that we all have. Some of the problem though is is anything you say is racist now. You know what I mean? Especially if you're white. Like I mean black people can bash white people with comedy and Chris Rock's like notorious making fun of white people. And it's funny, but at the same time, like it's like Oh, damn, dude. How long are you going to stay on this? You know? I mean, a couple jokes here and there, but even I'm like, I don't watch this guy anymore. You know? Like, 
He's built his whole career, which, I mean, he makes fun of black people, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, I hate niggas, you know, all the fucking time. Which brings us into the next part, slurs. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just words, you know. Growing up the way I did, you know, he talked about how you were, but I grew up in the hood, mm-hmm. like right in the middle of that shit. And I was the only white kid on the street besides my brother, you know. And um, it was fucking tough. Like, it was hard, you know. And my name's Ashley. Mm-hmm. And I had a shaved head because I was poor, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it was fucking rough, man. You know, like make fun of you. And then I was kind of a big kid. So they would jump me all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I've never really been in a one-on-one fight with any of these people. And I got jumped by Spanish people and Mexican people and Hispanic people all the fucking time. Like, I had yeah. more problems with Hispanic people than any other people. Mm-hmm. But I now, growing up in that element, like, I get along with these people more than most white people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't like white people. Real white people, like yeah. Karens yeah. and Todds and Chads, Jeffs, yeah. Jeffs. like, huh, who didn't have any gray poupon, like rich people? I don't fucking can't stand them. I'm like, dude, you're such a dickhead. But, I mean, I had to fight a lot to keep my shoes on my feet, you mm-hmm. know, keep my bicycle, you know, because they thought I was an easy target because I was white. Right. Um, not saying that that's wrong. Or anything, because that's just the way that it is. Yeah, you're you're all in the struggle. Just I mean, it would be the same way if if a black kid was in a white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But exactly. I experienced a lot of fucking racism because I was white in a black neighborhood, mm-hmm. like a lot. You know, man, fuck you, white boy, shit like that. Yeah, okay, I'm white. So what? What do you want me to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't. Fucking Irish is fucked, dude. I'm not gonna get any darker. Yeah. You know, I can't help it. Just like black people can't help that they're black. I mean, it is what it is. Um, But I was retarded in the sense that I was never scared to fight for whatever, you know. Right. Um, You got to present a hard target, though. So they would jump me. I did okay, you know, because I just grabbed one of them. Right. Like my dad told me, just get one of them and put them in the hospital. Yeah. And that's what I did, you know, so... Then, you know, I got beat up, though. They would, like, hit me in the back of the head and kicking me while I was mm-hmm. killing their friend. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, eventually when they started seeing that we bled the same, then, uh, and, you know, I'd be all beat up. I'm like, oh, you ready to go again? Yeah, I am. Are you? And then I started, you know, cheating and using dirt and shit. Mm-hmm. So, eventually, they're like, man, that white boy's crazy, man. Leave that motherfucker alone, you know? And then I became friends with him. And I talk how I talk now because of this. You know, I grew up listening to, like, gangster rap in the hood with black people. Right. You know, saying the lyrics. and Nobody gave a fuck because I had proved my whatever. Commonality, right? Yeah, my, my culture, you know. And a lot of people now want to be like, oh, braids are cultural appropriation or whatever you right know? like it's a dutch braid it comes from the dutch people yeah. <laughs> and it was a viking braid so you stole that from them you know right. um 
you, you take culture from everything that you're influenced by. So part of my question on this is like with the N word, right? Somebody like me, you know, I grew up in that time in the hood singing these songs and hanging out at parties with these people. Right. And I said it to them. They didn't get mad at me because I was part of the clique. Yeah, you're blooded, literally. Yeah, blooded in, basically, you know. So outside of that now that I don't live in the hood anymore, I still talk that way because that's how I was brought up, you know. Mm -hmm. That's what I was lived through. I was bled in, you know, and... Born in the darkness, molded by... Yeah, so I talk that way because... You know, we say, like, Beaner, and, what was up, Beaner, you know? And, you know, we just talked about the, the Hispanic kids showing me the South Park thing, like, you know, and, and like, there's this chick that I talk to all the time. She's, like, 16. She asks me questions. I talk about her a lot, but I'm, like, asking her questions because I'm legitimately, like, yeah, you know, curious. And I'm, like, so I don't know a lot about Hispanic culture, not, like, living in it, mm -hmm. you know? So, I was asking her questions like, you know, is that something that people still say, like Beaner? And she's like, yeah. You know, she's like, sometimes, you know, you go up to your friends and your girlfriends and stuff that are, are Hispanic and you're like, oh, what's up, Beaner? You know, I'm like, well, if a white girl said that, would you get mad? You know, you could tell she was kind of like gears were turning. Yeah. She's like, well, not because she's white. Just because I don't know her. Right. And I think it's the same thing for me. Like when, if I would have said it when I first got there. Yeah. I would have got beat up, you know. But because I bled for it, they accepted it, you know. Um, and now it's just so much of a part of my daily speaking, you know. <laughs> and and it's so ingrained in everyone's culture from rap music and, and MTV and, mm -hmm. and TV shows and comedians, you know, uh, the guy was talking about like sex dolls on some shit that I was, you know, and he's like, I was clowning on him, man. He went and got a sex doll and I was clowning on him. Like, dude, you can't get a real girlfriend. And then I seen her. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like. That's the way I talk, because that's what I was brought up in. I mean, in your opinion, do you think that that's racist? Or do you think that that's something that I shouldn't do? Or In my humble opinion, I think this is a problem that has been around since the dawn of language, right? Since the dawn of caste society. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it. We've created, we don't have a, a normal caste society like they have in, like, you know, Brahmin cultures and shit like that. You know, we uh, we we talk to our little own microcosms, right? You know, mm -hmm. the, this particular group that you were blooded with, you couldn't then go to like Philadelphia and act the same fucking way, right? They don't know you. That's the problem. They don't know you. So we are all in this universal pot, right? We don't know each other unless you know somebody uh, in, in this little group or environment that you're uh, aligned with so when you say that this turn of phrase this word uh should have universal consequences but then you make exceptions for like this small group right this minority this fringe where you're in uh 
I don't think you you can go and make laws or you know blanket statements saying that it's unapproved because again freedom of speech like words are words they mean different things to different people so again if you're in one city right a different group of people you say the same word doesn't mean the same as when you're back home with your yeah. friends uh, so I. I think that it normally comes in our environment now from a place of like it's it's low hanging fruit for you to draw one of these words out, you know, of your lexicon, right? Fucking draw this word out of your holster and fire it, right? I mean, it's like, not it's not like something that I just blurt out every ten every ten syllables. No, for sure. And and like you said, you're... it has to be uh like like the thing where he's like, Then I see him. You know, right. there. <laughs> it has to be kind of like that. You're right. That's that's being used in uh, like that. That skit is when he's telling a story as if to a friend. Right. Right. Those uh, situations where you're singing music that has this word. You're among friends. You're sharing this experience. You know, there's this like understanding. Uh, but some people will take that and fire it off, like I said, as an offensive uh, word because well, it's one of the most the hard R part. Yeah, yeah, we all we all know the hard R, right? And uh, when a Jeff goes and says that with a hard R, right? That's them's fighting words, right? You've you've drawn the line, you've taken this out of context and made it into a, a direct like verbal assault. But we, like I said, we don't have a caste system. Historically, the same thing has been used across many different cultures like you couldn't call a warrior you know like a viking culture you couldn't call a warrior like the same term that they would use for each other right mm -hmm. you literally don't have the right you right. earn the respect to address them as such right you couldn't you know call a king but hey yo what up cuz right that shit doesn't didn't happen and this is historic in all cultures they right. have the same sort of infrastructure socially where you you can only address people of a you know similar caste to you if you're in that caste. You can speak down, but you can't speak up. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so it's just you know yesterday's history was fucking today's news. Right. Um, we're coming you know full circle, I guess. Even though we never really phased out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that when when the Jeff uses the hard R. It's coming from a, a place of, of disrespect immediately, not like a, a friendly um, addressment and like understanding, right? Because once you, you say that and like no one turns their head or bats an eye, you're like, oh, fuck, like, you know, you're in, right? There's mm -hmm. small social cues. And uh, I think it's the same thing with like, you go know, like uh, every culture uh, ethnically speaking, I think has a, a lowest standard representation that um, we have in our head, right? So you got like um, like white people, you got like you know white trash, even honky. like yeah honky, even like red redneck is like uh, kind of fringe. It's it's more widely acceptable now, um, but again, it depends on <laughs> the context that you're this saying. It reminds me of uh, Wild Wild West. You know what he's talking about. You know, you guys got red color of power. <laughs> and he's like trying to get from getting hung. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and he's like, you have neck. You have red. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't think of nothing for red. Right. Yeah. No, so when you say like that, you're like, you're speaking to like the lowest caste, the cultural, those who are, you know, generally degenerates uh, in that, <clears throat> that subtext of that specific culture. 
you know, same thing with like uh, nigger or spick or wetback or chink, like all of these words are usually used speaking to the lowest, you know, non-productive, uh, you know, aggressive forms of, you know, that, that culture. And again, it is a blanket term. It is still stereotyping. It is still racist and, and offensive. Yeah. Um, but I think that's like the easiest ultimate expression of distaste for, you know, that, that given subsect. Uh, right. Um, you know, in every race or whatever has some type of a slur against them, you mm-hmm. know, Italians, you know, they call them wops. Yeah. Wops, guidos, like, yeah, I mean, but it's not just fucking American. Mo- yeah, no, it's not just an American thing, but you know, this kind of brings me to a point is, uh, there is no, when you're American and you go overseas somewhere, mm-hmm. there's no black or white or Nothing like that. You're an American. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's the lowest term they're speaking to. Literally, if you're a black American Mm -hmm. and you're over there, like, this this came from this rapper guy I was listening to. He's like, you know, I go overseas and he's like, they don't, they don't say that I'm an African American. They don't say that I'm black. I start talking and they're like, oh, the American, you know? Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all there is outside of America. So this like PC racist shit because we talk about it all the fucking time is an American thing. Yeah. You go outside of America, you're just an American. That's it. Don't matter where you are. Anywhere in America, you're an American, you know? Mm-hmm. You go outside, you're an American, right? But, you know, we have these fucking race problems because everybody keeps fucking talking about them. You know, I mean, even uh, Morgan Freeman, fucking greatest actors ever. He's a voiceover guy. He's fucking great. You know, they were having a conversation about something, and he was talking about Black History Month. He's like, do you want a Black History Month? And he's like, no, I don't. And he's like, Black History is American history. Right. I kind of feel the same way, you know. Um I actually got in trouble in school for asking, like, where's Chinese History Month or mm-hmm. where's, you know, White History Month? And I had a black teacher. Right. And I was in the ghetto. I was one of the only white kids in the class. Yep. And, well, every, every day is White History Month. I'm like, really? How come we don't ever hear about it? Because... <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't to be a dick. It was right. legitimately like a question for my teacher. Like, well, I don't ever hear about that. You know, are we going to have that next week? He said, go to the damn principal's office. Go to the principal's office. Yep. Now I'm a racist. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I just wanted to know, you know? You, you broached the question. <laughs> and like, my dad was a racist. Probably still is. You know, hard R and all over the fucking place, you know? Right. Um, and I mean, we grew it. We we lived in the ghetto with this man. Now we were the only fucking house in the whole area that didn't get robbed. It's got to be for a reason, right? But you know, I mean, a lot of these people were my friends, like diehard friends. Like I had a fucking art group with them. We were fucking drawing Mortal Kombat fucking books, you know. <laughs> All kinds of shit, you know, and uh, if I saw him now, 
Like, I, I ran into one of them that I went to elementary school, like, not even that long ago, because he still lives in around the same neighborhood. And I was like, hey, what's up, nigga? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know? And then we had a whole ass conversation about, you know, what we're doing now and kids and it was just like we were in school again, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you go outside of America, you're just an American. Like this is a racism and I mean, I'm sure they have it, you know, cause they're over there like these fucking Russians are invading Ukraine and, you know, and I mean, the term slave comes from Slavic people white people that were enslaved yeah there's um it's a whole thing like if you really start looking into shit you're like man this goes real fucking deep dude <laughs> yeah a shit ton of irish slaves <laughs> irish um, slaves yeah but i i think that the the race problem is primarily an american problem because we are such a mixing pot we had yeah. our, our civil war and the country was founded on the backs of slaves like you can't get around that uh but we're hundreds of years in the future it's a different situation and uh, now we're all just slaves. Yeah, now we're all just slaves. To Capitalism. fucking uh, to the dollar and buying houses and food. Yeah, uh, but like even in Ireland and in a lot of other countries, it's a religious disparity, right? Yeah, you have the Catholics and Protestants in Ireland, but you're still fucking at war. Like you're both white, you both have fucking <laughs> yeah. orange beards. Get over it. <laughs> Right, you live on the same fucking island. Your beard's orange, mine's red. Yeah, you don't have a lot of room. Why are you fucking up all your farms with uh, yeah. explosives? But it's happening in the Philippines, it's happening in Myanmar, it happens in Egypt, it happens uh, well, across I mean, Africa. It's happened for hundreds of thousands of years. Like, you know, Mongolia, fucking, they built the wall in China yeah. to keep the Mongolians from raiding. Yeah. Um, Vikings raided everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Equal opportunity raiders. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck who you were. The Moors were black people mm-hmm. that, that invaded Jerusalem. Yeah. And started fucking breeding all their women and, like, breeding them out and, like, took over the whole area, basically, you know? Yeah. Uh, history is, is rife with these instances, but um, in modern day, it's it's usually just a religious or a political schism. Yeah. Um, but in America it's still primarily a racist thing and i don't know why we just can't fucking get over it like because we keep talking about it that's like what morgan freeman said if you call me a white man and i call you a black man then it's still talking about race we're just men yep we're american men you know you just we still keep manifesting you still keep talking about it because politically that's a, a bargaining chip yeah. You you want to, which, you know, black people are are uh, emotional people, you know, because of all this stuff. It's not wrong, but they're easy to rile up. You know, you start throwing around racial slurs and you start talking about slavery and over and over and over and embedding it into their brain that they're oppressed. There's nobody's. Well, not nobody. Yeah. Everybody's oppressed now, you know, but inherently nobody's oppressed like mm. they were. We're just all oppressed now right? by the government. And the government keeps saying they're going to give you this welfare and this free shit to keep you voting for them. That's part of the problem. You know, PC culture dumbs down everything and makes it where... It's a bad thing to say this or that, which I'm not saying that it ain't, but 
medical terms or medical terms, you know, I mean, you know, actually, uh, just to the WAP thing, it just popped in my head. Uh, Mark at work yeah. is an Italian guy, and he yeah. told me that WAP meant without papers. When Italian people came yeah. over here, I was like, damn, that makes a whole bunch of sense. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. No, I, I think that PC culture um, distilled to what, what like, our basic respect. And I think that that's what the ideal is. Uh, obviously, it hasn't manifested exactly as that. Uh, but I think the core of it, the uh, hope that PC culture starts to remove these differentiations, right? So mm. any of these slang words, uh, slang words, any of these, um, you know, factors uh, of political alignment or cultural alignment uh, that speak out, you know, demeaning or uh, negative about another, right? I think the hope is that the schisms start to mend. And if we keep advancing that narrative, of this universal respect, you know, like you said, you, we keep using these words uh, because they're a part of that culture, right? This is inherited culture, and like that's what they grew up with. That's what they propagate, uh, mm -hmm. and then they grew up with it, so they're going to regurgitate to their children. That's what's happening cyclically. Uh, but if you start to remove those words, uh, remove those ideations and set everyone on like the same blanket scale, I think that's part of what they're trying to do. So if, if you can't say these words, right, if it becomes illegal, uh, you know, complete social faux pas, then it starts to like subconsciously push us all on this same empty white page, LOL white page. Mm. Uh, Why the page got to be white, yeah, Dave? This, this empty page. <laughs> and uh, I think that's part of what the the ideal is but obviously it hasn't gone exactly that way it's met a lot of resistance I mean, and then that's I, I think it's kind of bullshit dude like that meme you sent me mm -hmm. with the power rangers yeah it was funny that when i read it but i started really looking at it and i was like damn so it was a meme of all the power rangers right and they had black ranger pink ranger yellow ranger white ranger red ranger yeah right and uh it's like Black power for the Power Rangers, yeah. uh, yellow power, pink power, and then it came over to the white power, and it was like, account deleted. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I mean, it was fucking hilarious, but I was like, damn. I showed it to the guy at the gym, this black dude, and uh, he laughed at it, and then he was like, that's fucked up. And I was like, it's kind of fucked up, but it's funny. But, you know, it is kind of fucked up. But because, you know, white people are white, like, you can't say anything or do anything. You know, you can't have a... He was telling me about something. Uh, he was going on spring break in, like, Miami or something, right? And he, he called it Black Spring Break. And I was like... Because I'm naturally curious. I'm like, wait a minute, what is it? <laughs> and he's like, Black Spring Break. And I'm like, what does that mean? You know, and he's like, oh, it's mostly black people. I'm like, does that mean white people can't go? <laughs> and he's like, no, there's white people in there, but it's it's majority is black. And I'm like, huh. See, y'all like, don't go swimming, do you? <laughs> I was like, uh, so uh, 
What if we had a white spring break? And he's kind of like, he like eyebrows went up. And he's like, I don't know, bro. <laughs> he's like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, right. You know, so you can't, being white man, you know, you like, you're the only one that has to be PC, I feel like. You no, know? it does. It does feel that way sometimes. And um, uh, I think that if the N-word quotation mm-hmm. in the 60s, say, you know, when the civil rights movement, if it was deemed non-offensive at that time, if that was even possible, not a derogatory term anymore, using the hypothetical scenario. Right. Going through the 80s and 90s, 2000s, all the way up till now, you know, in, in, in music and rap. And I think it would be a term like friend, you know, like, oh, that's my nigga over there. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's literally a song called this. And he says it like 500 fucking times in the song, you know. I feel like that that's how it would be if it was never... Like, at that moment in time, if it was like, okay, this is no longer a bad word, which would never happen, but in hypothetical, it would be like, what up, nigga? You know? And it would just be the thing. Origins, like etymology, the Spanish were, you know, the first colonizers of the Americas, Mm -hmm. right? So you have, like, the Caribbean, you have uh, Haiti, um, you know, Florida, Georgia area, they... They got here first, right? Right. When they introduced the slave trade, right? Uh, Negro is black. Black. Right? So Spanish, that's yeah. where this all came from, right? It's just yep. a Spanish word for black. You look at your box of crowns, it says Negro on them, yep. black. So, you know, parentheses Negro. You're like, oh, shit. Right. Teacher, could you pass me the Negro crown? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um, that That's like just words. Just, just, just the words. Word. Yeah, just just words, the word right? that it means. And then it was modified, just like everything else. Like what were white people, redneck? You know what I mean? It's just it, advancing on like simple yeah, terms I mean, put that, together. You can make a, a slur out of any. It fucking comes word. from the farmer that worked in the field, and he had his farmer tan, and his mm-hmm. neck was red. He was a redneck, you know. Yeah. So these words are you know only given meaning in the context that they're used, right? Right. So I, I think with the PC thing. If we try to reduce the use of the words uh, Negro, please. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to um, advance us, right, in theory. Uh, but a lot of people are hesitant to remove their culture from that, right? They, they stick oh. to that. It's still propagated, like I said, these, these little subcultures. And uh, it's still propagating racism because they're, they're talking about it. Right. So... I mean, we all look, have to make dude, a decision. I talk like this because, like I said, I grew up this way. And my kids don't say that. I don't tell them not to, you know? Like, and like I said, it's not something that I just go around dropping every other word or something, you know? But I do say it, and I do say it in front of them because that's just the way that I speak. It's just part of my language, like everything else. But they don't say it. Like, my daughter fucking hates the word, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I'm, pre- I'm pretty opposed to it because I'm, I'm more aligned on that. Stop utilizing it. It'll eventually get phased out. And, again, I grew up in 
not that environment. Well, if everyone, if everyone did it, then yeah, but they're never going to stop doing it because it's political. You know, I, I think it's it, political correctness. You know, yeah, but I, I think it can stop. Yeah, we're we're gonna, but we'll we'll latch into a new word. You know what I mean? the The word will change, but the meaning will always right. remain. Well, you know, there was a comedian named Ralphie May, fat guy you ever seen? Yeah, he's fucking awesome, man. He's like, I can end racism tomorrow. And everybody's like laughing at him because he's a comedian. Mm -hmm. He's like, we'll just take all these racial slurs and make them like delicious cookies. You know, like the best cookie that where you eat it and you're just like, oh my God, I love these cookies. Like you're addicted immediately. You know, so... We go find all these racist people, and we call these cookies, these racial slurs, like, here, man, try this cookie. And he's like, oh, man, this is an amazing cookie. What is this? Niggas? Man, I love niggas. <laughs> and uh, it's like, goddamn, if these are this good, how do these Jews taste? <laughs> you know, and it's true, though. Yeah. If you associate it with something delicious or good, yeah. then it would no longer be a slur, mm -hmm. you know? In my opinion, slurs and shit like that or a word connected to initiate a response you know so if you don't give them that response it has no power you know i make up new words all the time like mm -hmm. i mean i had this uh at my last company i did a bunch of fucking work and there was people who sucked really bad and they would like get more hours than me but i did like twice the work right in half the time you know, because I was efficient, I got more work. And they got to just chill out smoking cigarettes and shit, and it pissed me off. Yeah. You know how this is. Yep. I call them clock suckers. They were literally mm -hmm. sucking the clock. They're they're getting all these hours, milking the clock, sucking mm -hmm. the clock, same thing. They pulled me in the office because I said it so much that other people started saying it. And then it became a company-wide slur slur saying it me fucking clock sucker yeah you know and i'm like what the fuck it's true you're sucking the clock yeah. you know they pull me in there and they're like you can't say this anymore i'm like why and they're like oh well it's derogatory i'm like against what man what book the clock yeah. <laughs> well you know it sounds like something else and i'm like yeah but clock doesn't have anything to do with a dick you know, I literally had to, like, be a fucking mm -hmm. lawyer all the time at that place. It's one of the reasons I left, but I'm like, it's two words compounded, mm -hmm. compound word, to make a new word. Now, just because somebody got offended by the word doesn't mean that it's offensive. Mm -hmm. If somebody called me a clock sucker, I'd be like, yeah, all right, I'm a clock sucker. Yeah, okay. I do 60 stops a day. How many do you do? Right. I wouldn't even care because I know that I'm not, you know, they were like, people were like fucking lurking all over my Facebook looking for shit to get me in trouble about, you know, um, I put like, you know, we wear like the high visibility yeah. shirts and the reflective shit because mm -hmm. we're DOT. I put on there, it was a dress, a high visibility dress. Right. I put on there like for that bitch at work that, you know, is really a girl. Mm -hmm. or something it was like a blanket term for all works everywhere mm -hmm. you know it wasn't like geared towards anyone and i wasn't even friends with these people where they should be able to see me 
that means they had to search my name. Yeah. And look at what I was saying, you know. They pulled me in the office for that. I'm like, it's a fucking meme. It was like in the beginning right. of memes. You know, memes were like really starting to roll now. Yeah. They were snowballing. And uh, I'm like, I didn't make it. I just shared it. Mm-hmm. Look, it came from this guy. <laughs> they printed it out and took it in the office. I'm like, are you fucking serious, dude? Holy shit. I'm at home. Yeah. I'm at home using my phone on my internet. I didn't post it while I was at work. It's 7 o'clock at night. It says yeah. it right fucking here. And they're like, well, if you saw that, you wouldn't be upset. And I'm like, no, because I'm not a bitch. I wouldn't give a fuck because I know it's not about me. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's about that one dude. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's, it's, uh, we've become so offended by everything, including language. It's like, dude, what the fuck, you know? And I mean, Marilyn Manson, yeah, he's weird. You know, he'll say he was on the Donahue show and they try to make him look stupid. And he's been on a bunch of interviews and he's like destroyed the interviewer. Everyone except for Henry Rollins. Right. Which they were kind of just having a discussion. But mm-hmm. yeah, he got blamed for like Columbine shootings right. because they listened to his music and it's uh like you said, it's but you know, mostly it started with Christians and it still is starting and ending. But now it's become like ridiculous. You know, you can't say anything. We're we're almost in, in V for Vendetta, I feel like, you know. And I mean, I know, like, because you work with me and I say things. We both say things to be funny. And mm-hmm. people are like, some people, every, most everybody laughs. But I mean, there's, those, there's those ones that are like, whoa, I can't believe you said that. And then, like, Mark will come out later. Like, right. hey, dude, you can't say that. I'm like, well, fire me. I'm not going to stop talking how I talk, you know. It's not just, I don't just blurt out bullshit all the time. But, you know, I just have this fucked up personality. Yeah. Like, I ride behind the forklift and, like, flick people off. <laughs> and that's how I say hello. You know? Yeah, there's, uh, like, freedom of personal expression is, is one thing. But when it's uh, directed in a, a hateful or derogatory manner towards someone... Usually yeah. you can you can read the context clues any like yeah. sane man argument you know what I mean um, or a re- reasonable man argument they're using law and uh, like for my mother it was she'd hard R someone and then she'd go watch The Color Purple and watch Oprah for like four cry. hours and then cry and then be like I'm a terrible person she was you know Christian you know, you know and she'd bounce back and forth between it my dad was super racist you know come from Virginia. Born in fifties, you know, so that means he was like a kid in like sixty five, mm-hmm. like developmental enough to understand things. So he grew up in Jim Crow, like he was like, I think he was born in fifty three. So I'm not exactly sure how old he was or when it actually when it happened. It was like sixty four, sixty five ish, sixty six yeah. when the civil rights. So you know he was a kid in. Jim Crow laws. So, I mean, he grew up in that shit. So, I mean, it ain't necessarily his fault, but, yeah. you know, you got to kind of break, like, I broke it, you know what I mean? Right. My kids ain't racist. I don't teach racism, you know, and I don't even get along with white people most of the time. So, I go in the hood and, like, 
fit right the fuck in. I can go in any hood right now. Even the way I look with fucking Viking hair and right. hugeness. You know, they're like, what's up, big man? What's up, baby? And, like, it, we have this whole ass conversation. I'm over here fucking delivering shit for this rich asshole. And then we have, a, yeah, man, he is an asshole. And then we have this whole fucking conversation. You know, slumdog millionaire motherfucker. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, you remember Terry? Yeah. So, like, Terry's loud. And uh, him and somebody was having a conversation when I first started working there. And I was trying to read the questions, and they're distracting me. And I'm like, it's hard to do for me, you know, because they're over there talking about something that I'm kind of interested yeah. in. So I'm like, oh, fuck. What? <laughs> So I'm trying to read it. I read it like four times. He's like, you're supposed to answer it, not just read it 500 times. And I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> you know? And then he's like, man, you don't know me. I said, you don't know me. I'm from the hood, nigga. <laughs> like, I'm from, I'm from Onico, baby. Yeah. And then they started calling me Onico, and then we were great friends. But I didn't know him at that point. Mm -hmm. At this point in my life, I just don't care because that's just how I talk. But it's... uh. Everything's trying, you know, they're trying to control what you say and uh, call things sedition and all this bullshit. And it's just like, dude, I mean, it's just fucking words. I mean, you don't have to listen to it. You know, if they follow you, it's a different story. Like I said, all these other times. That dude, if you, if you ban one word, two more are going to spring up in its place. Yeah, you're never going to get rid of bullshit. Bullshit's always going to be bullshit, you know. Um, doesn't matter where you go either. Like, if you go to fucking China or Russia or Ukraine or whatever, and you're an American, you fucking American scum, you know, you're going to be some, you're going to be something. Yeah. So, I think America is kind of strangling itself with yeah, political sure. correctness, you know. And they have been for a long fucking time. And, I mean, if you're a Christian, that's cool, dude. But not everybody is, you know? I mean, that's the First Amendment. You know, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do what you want. That's, like, what America's about. Like, we don't have to do everything the same. You know, you think of, like, India or Iraq how fucking brutal their shit is with the religion over there. Like they like stone you to death. If mm -hmm. you don't fucking pray at the right hour and you don't cover your face, if you're a woman, America's terrible place though, according to everybody else. Right. You know, I think the way around it is to, um, not demonize our, uh, diversity, but to embrace it and celebrate it. And I think that's part of what like black history month is, is supposed to be about. Right. You're you're celebrating um, their role in the formation of our country, right? Giving proper respects, you know, acknowledgement of errors made, um, but that's that's for everything, right? We we all have our own subcultures. We're all American, but we're not all, you know, the same uh, people and background. At the end of the day, we should all be working towards the same thing. We should all be working towards you know, peace and universal respect towards your neighbor. And uh, we're, we're stronger for our diversity. It's one of the hugest, like, biggest things they um, talk about in the military. It's like we come from many diverse backgrounds. That makes us like a uh, uniquely adaptable fighting force, mm -hmm. right? We're better problem solvers. We're better um, 
at, you know, uh, diffusing situations and, uh, you know, that's, that's got merit to it. And that's part of the reason why we're so strong is because we are so adaptable. So I think that we can adapt to overcome, you know, these, these social problems that we're having, you know, this PC culture, it's going to take us some time and you get, you have to really, as always that we preach about is, you know, keep an open mind, you know, double check your research, uh, ask the questions, right? Make an informed, uh, opinion if you're going to have one at all. All right. And, uh, don't react so much, right? Reaction leads to emotional response. All right. You have to measure yourself because mistakes are made. Not everything that is said is meant, right? Mm. And not everything, um, you know, is going to mean the same to different people. So you really got to look at those context clues uh, dissect what you need to take away from that interaction or that statement, that fucking headline, whatever it is. You move yourself through your life. Don't let other people move you. Right. Immovable object. Mm-hmm. Become the unstoppable force. It's okay to not have an opinion. It's okay to be white. It's okay to be black or Chinese or Asian or Hispanic or Spanish or fucking Dutch or whatever, Russian. It's okay to be what you are. Unless you're an asshole. It's okay to be an asshole if you live in America. I mean, there's so many of them here. It's okay to do that, you know. I mean, there will be consequences for being an asshole. Like, you can get fucking throat punched, kicked down in the street. You know, I mean, it still happens, but... I think uh, the fact that straight white men are like being so demonized, it's like, dude, we don't, most, I mean, the significant majority are not racist in America. Um, Most people just want to be left alone to do what they want. You know, and you got fringe on left and right that, and then those are the ones that get the most attention. Yeah. You Squeaky know, wheel gets grease. Basically, yeah. You know, they say the silent majority mm-hmm. hasn't really spoke up because they haven't. Because most times they're just like, what are these fucking people doing? At the end of the day, we're all Americans. Right? We're not black Americans or white Americans or Latin Americans. We're Americans. Mm-hmm. You know? One flag. Fucking United States. Fought the war to unite the states, end slavery, and then make it for everyone else all at the same time. So we're all slaves to the grind. Only in America. Time to put some hustle behind this muscle, baby. Happy Memorial Day. On that note, cue the music. We only dedicate one day to remember our fallen soldiers, the men and women who died young. But if you come out the closet as Caitlyn Jenner, you're a hero and you get a whole pride month. Heard him claiming if a white man braids his hair and likes rap, he's appropriating culture. But if a white man acts too white, he's white trash, he's a racist, he's a bigot, he's a monster. Let's just have the conversation. Not every liberal is dumb, not all Republicans are racist. The government wants everybody fighting with their neighbors because they know that if we get along, we'll probably go against them. They can't stop us. 